So yeah, I'm excited though about this topic of, of glorifying God um, through athletics. And um, first I want to give credit where credit is due. So most of the information I'm going to um, present here is from this book called The Assist by Brian Smith. Um, so that's why I put lessons from The Assist. Uh, it's really, really good. So um, highly recommend it. Um, you can get on Amazon, I don't know, five or ten bucks or something like that. But um, I use it for um, team devotion sometimes too, um, things like that. So um, really, really, really good book. So highly recommend it. Um, so what I want to start with here is two videos. Um, so uh, like I said, I'm a cross-country and track coach. So this summer, the uh, track and field world championships were in the U.S., uh, which some of you track people probably know, right? And uh, so I want to show you some highlights from two races. So Noah Lyles, uh, an American runner in the 200-meter dash, and then Sydney McLaughlin, an American runner in the, uh, in the 400-meter hurdles. And I want to show you these videos just because I want you to look at the difference in how they react after the race, okay? So, uh, let's see here. So, Noah Lyles, we're going to start, we're actually going to start about three minutes in. And uh, here we go. All right. It's making up ground, but Noah Lyles has run another great tournament. He's had the lead. This was actually from about a year before this race. It was before the Olympics. But it says, when entering the 2020 Olympics, McLaughlin was 21 years old. 
and young in her Christian faith. However, in a recent interview with Sports Spectrum, she revealed that her goal was to glorify God, win or lose. Um, she says, I didn't know what was going to happen in the race, but I knew where my intentions were, she explained. Regardless of what happens, whether you win or lose, you're going to, or they're going to ask you about it, and you're going to have to say the reality. God gave me the opportunity to be here, and I'm really grateful for that, and all the glory is for him, regardless of what happens. Um, so she's a, a, you know, a, a strong Christian. I think she's just got a wonderful perspective. Um, and I thought that sort of was reflected in her response after being the fastest woman ever uh, in the 400 hurdles. Um, Noah Lyles, nothing against him. I did Google, is he a Christian? I couldn't find any information or anything like that. But I, I just thought his response seemed to be very much all about him, right? Uh, especially the ripping the shirt off and, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, so uh want to think about um, what it means to glorify God um, with, uh, in the context of high school and middle school um, athletics. Um, so I actually want you guys to talk about this, you know, with people around you just for a minute or two. Um, so, so the first question uh, right, for right now is just how would you define it? All right, how would you define um, glorifying God? And then uh, in a few minutes, we'll look more specifically at like how do we actually do that, okay? Um, but if you guys could maybe just try to come up with kind of a definition or, uh, or some thoughts, okay? So if you could just chat with people around you for a minute or two um, and just, uh, yeah, see what you come up with um, for that. So go ahead. Yeah, maybe turn around. <laughs>
Uh, well, like I said, right, when, when, when they play our Christian school, right, versus maybe the public schools uh, that they play, right, there's got to be something a little bit different where they look at us and they're like, hey, there's something different about those kids. And uh, we hope that um, that difference is in, um, you know, sort of like, um, you know, pointing, you know, not, not on themselves, right? But, but it just kind of a difference of drawing attention to who God is um, in that context. So, um, so now, if this is our, this will be kind of our definition uh, of, of glorifying God for, for, for this next hour or 15 minutes. Um, so now I want you guys to think a little bit more specifically about how can you teach your athletes to do this? Okay, so let's let's try to just take again a minute or two and talk amongst yourselves about like, you know, how can you teach your kids um, to do this, to act this way, to to, um, to to kind of respond to that idea. So, all right, so go for it again. Uh, a couple minutes of talking about it. All right. <laughs> about the image of God and try to yeah. teach them through uh -huh. that how to glorify God in sure. the way you respond with your body. Yep, yep, I like that. Yeah. Other, uh, maybe one more person? Some thoughts? Uh, yeah. We had one uh, for our high school basketball games right at the end of our, before we walked out into the gym out of our locker room, we had a sign yeah. that said, uh, Glory to God on it. Good. And we would all. Yeah, I love it. Tap it. Yeah, just to remind them, like, hey, this is this is what we're trying to do here, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. It's great. Yep. It's kind of like a kind of a question slash comment. Like, it's it's so like life giving to do, you know, give the devotions and like try lead that way and, and mentor and all that. Yeah. Something I think I could work on, like the, like the way that culture's gone a little bit more permissive and trying to like please everybody is, mm -hmm. is like I could do a better job of disciplining kids when they're not. Getting sure. Really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, did you have any experience with that, what that looks like without turning them off, you know what I mean? Yeah, actually I have a story about that that I'll share at the end. So, um, yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, because it's important, right? They have to represent the school well and they have to represent Christ. 
Because right. if we're lax in our discipline, they're getting the message that, like, oh, I can do it. I sure. Can do all yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a few stories I can share. So, all right. So, we're going to talk now specifically about how do we glorify God uh, when we win. And then we're going to talk a little bit after that about how do we glorify God when we lose. All right. Um, and it, kind of some other um, things related to that, too. But, um, you know, just some kind of quotes from this book to, to think about, right? We can get so wrapped up in the results of our athletic competitions that we can forget what actually brings glory to God, which is our heart attitudes throughout the competition and the way we conduct ourselves, right? And so the kids can, I know, sometimes you get so caught up in the game and, the, you know, things like that, and just, just thinking about, like, yeah, their heart attitudes and how they conduct themselves, right? Um, and I, so I like that quote. Um, another um, thought here that, that he has is, um, I'm concerned that we believe God is more glorified through the person who hit the game-winning three-pointer than the defender who gave it everything he had and failed to prevent the shot from going in. So we have to break the link between earthly success and God receiving glory. Um, and I like how one of you mentioned that, right? Like you had kind of a losing season and just trying to teach your players, like, hey, we have to give glory to God um, with our effort um, and that sort of a thing. And, you know, I think in the world, right, the person who makes the game-winning shot, that's the hero, right? Um, but uh, I, I like that idea of thinking about, hey, you know, I mean, that person out there defending that person with all they got, right, um, they, they're glorifying God also with their effort, um, even though that person probably doesn't get any, you know, maybe praise from uh, many other people. Maybe a coach would recognize it or some players. Um, so what does it mean to glorify, you should say glorify, not glorifying, uh, God while winning. Um, so I want you guys, i got a couple different questions now to think about. Uh, is it okay for Christians to want to win? Uh, how much should a Christian athlete care about winning? At what point does winning become an idol? Is it okay to pray to win? And how can God be glorified through winning? Um, so maybe if you can just pick one or two of them with some people around you, whichever ones you want, and, um, and just take a few minutes again to, uh, to chat about any of those, all right? And then let's get some, let's get some thoughts on it. So. Because, 
you know, in, in desiring to win, right, this means that they're going to uh, they're going to practice hard, right, which is important for anyone. But but as Christians, we're responsible, right, to give our best at practice. Um, it means that they're trying to improve their skills, right, which is important as a, as a Christian athlete, right, to use the talents that God's given you, right. Um, so yeah, they should they should absolutely go out and want to win. Um, that's that's a good thing, right? That means that that they're um, uh, using their gifts and their talents and their work um, to do the best that they can. Um, so how much should they care about winning? Maybe that's a slightly different question. I don't know. What do you guys think about that one? Or actually, they, they kind of go together. Let's 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 do these two together. And at what point does it become an idol? Um, so any thoughts on that? Yeah. I was just talking to the ladies about how, um, you know, yes, you can care about winning, and winning will be a byproduct of working hard sure. and whatnot. Uh-huh. Um, but um, one of our philosophies is if every child on that team is your, it is your responsibility to develop every single child's sure. um, skills. Yeah. If they're on the team, uh-huh. you know, it's not like, oh, well, these are my five best athletes, and sure. I'm going to focus all my attention on them and uh-huh. develop their skills. Yeah. All these other 10 kids, yeah. you know, no, if you have 15 kids on your team, then you have 15 kids that you're responsible for developing. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so exactly. it's, you know, we have two camps of parents always in our school. Oh, yes. Play the best kids, win games, <laughs> and then you have your camp of parents. Well, how are our kids ever going to learn sure. if they never yeah. get yeah. any attention or get to play? Exactly. So yeah. I think when it's getting to the point where you are completely neglecting some sure. of your kids on your team yeah. and winning. Just so you can win, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So, um, any other thoughts about that one? I mean, I think the kids, in terms of the winning, become an idol, right? I mean, if they're just thinking, I mean, let's say it's a basketball season, right? If they're like, okay, we're 1-0, we're 2-0, we're 3-0, we're 4-0, we're 5-0, like, we've got to keep this up. And they um, sort of use that as uh, something that they can brag about or something that they can, um, uh, you know, they don't necessarily think of it as a God-glorifying thing, right? They think of it as a team-glorifying thing, right? Um, or, a, or a glorifying thing to themselves, and I think it definitely can become an idol um, in that case. Uh, all right, what about, the, is it okay to pray to win? This is an interesting question, I think. So did anyone have some good thoughts or discussion on that? Should the team get together before the game? God, help us win. God, please help us win. What What do you think? There's got to be some thoughts. I'm sure some of you talked about it. Um, yeah. We, we talked about it, and we kind yeah. of went in both directions. Okay. Um, you know, we talked about how, you know, God is, uh, you know, like, does... Not, does God really care who wins? Sure. That's maybe not a weird way to say yeah, it, but yes. um, uh, you know, He's obviously more concerned about our attitude and uh-huh. actions while playing yes. than the outcome. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. yet, um, someone brought up a good point: like we're told to ask God for things. Sure. Yeah. He might say no. Sure. Um, and yes. so then, is that us praying to win? Like, uh-huh. In a sense, uh-huh. asking God to help us win. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of our. Yeah. We did come to a. Yes, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if there's a perfect uh, answer to that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's acknowledging um, that um, you know that that God is a part of the process too. Right? I mean, is a part of, of a part of this competition, right? Just sort of praying there. Um, and then, how can God be glorified through winning? So, so. Um, I mean, let's think about that one, You're, right? Someone makes a game-winning three-pointer, the crowd goes crazy, the kids, uh, the kids are all jumping up and down. Um, how can God be glorified through winning? So, any, any other thought or any thoughts on that? Um, you know, the team wins, and how how can the kids glorify God, or how can you know how can that happen through through the winning? Uh, any thoughts there? I've got some um, 
got some quotes that we can kind of think about. Um, so when we think about winning, um, so these are common errors in regards to Christians in winning, right? So, um, so you know, for example, they're saying that um, it's an error to say that being humble in victory means not celebrating, right? So, so Christians can celebrate when they win, right? Um, so with that, right, joy is maximized when we share it with others. Uh, and I like the thought of what if you get a hole in one and nobody saw it, right? It's a lot more fun if someone saw it you get a hole in one, right? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but it's important to celebrate with class, right? And so if your team wins, right, um, they've got to make sure that they're celebrating that win together. That's awesome, right? But with class, right? Where they're not looking at the other team, you know, hey, we're awesome, you guys suck. You know, they got to be classy winners, right? Um, with that. Um, another error in thinking would be that winning will give you happiness. Um, and I like this perspective, right? Winning gives you a taste of joy, acceptance, and satisfaction, but you want more. This is not surprising to God. He created you in His image, so you are hardwired for more than earthly satisfaction. Sports are wonderful, but they are not the ultimate. They cannot satisfy your heart at the deepest level. Um, and so, um, you know, winning can give kids happiness for a little while, right? But I think as coaches, you have to um, understand, and I'm sure you do, right, that there's more uh, to your kids. Um, happiness than winning, right? I mean, it's ultimately developing that relationship with Jesus Christ, developing as a Christian young man and woman. That's what's going to truly give them happiness um, in their lives. Uh, another common error regarding Christians in winning, you should care more about trying your best than winning, right? Because sometimes... Um, you know, we might say, like, well, you tried, right? You tried. And uh, I think maybe sometimes that's okay to say, well, you tried, but also I think it sometimes can be an excuse if they didn't perform as well as they should have, right? Um, because maybe they should have won, right? And they just did not perform uh, at the level that they could have performed. Um, and so um, they should care about both Trying and winning. But, uh, again, we did talk about trying to striving to win is important, right? Um, so the athlete, uh, God cares about athletes that give their best. When an athlete gives less than their best, they fall short of their calling to use their gifts to the best of their ability. Um, and I think this is important to think about with practice too, right? Um, thinking about how can your athletes glorify God at practice, right? Because a lot of times we just think about it game time, and uh, we don't think about it as much practice time, right? But in practice, they can, um, you know, they can be pushing themselves in the workouts or, or whatever they're doing, right? They can be supporting and encouraging teammates. Um, so uh, it's not just a competition day thing where we want to think about glorifying God, right? Um, it's also a practice um, thing where like, hey, how can you guys glorify God in practice um, and use your talents to the best of your ability, caring for your teammates, maybe praying for your teammates, um, things like that. Um, and then another common area, you should care more about trying your best than about winning um, and this goes along with the practice thing, right? So if athletes are habitually lazy in practice, in the weight room, with their eating and sleeping habits, and then they give 100% in competition, is that really their best? Um, and it's not, right? Um, so uh, if we want athletes to truly glorify God, we need them to give their best effort and strive for excellence. Um, yeah, so again, the practice piece is important, right? And you guys probably have some athletes maybe occasionally that, uh, I mean, on game day they bring it, right? But practice is, it's like, come on, guys, you got it. You know, and e even eating and sleeping, right, habits. Um, that can reflect um, 
you know, glorifying God, taking care of yourself, right? Eating well, getting to bed on time. That can all be part of it um, with athletics. Uh, and then let's talk about the praying to win thing. A couple thoughts on that. Uh, so when you pray, you're acknowledging that you can't do it on your own, uh, and that God, or and that you need God's help. So I like that part of the praying to win, right? This sort of acknowledging, like God, we can't do this on our own. Um, we need your help. Uh, and when we ask God to help us win or play well, it gives Him glory. We can say, you are God, I am not. I need your help. And then, um, you know, kind of that way. So, kind of interesting. So how should we think about winning? Right? Use the gifts God has given you to play your best and to try to win the game. Humbly accept praise. Apologize if you did something you regret. Um, you know, all all good things for the kids to think about. Um, other things, enjoy the win, learn from the experience. It's good to care about winning. It's good to win. Enjoy the wins and successes. But share those experiences with God. Thank Him for the temporary happiness that winning creates and thank Him for making memories with teammates, right? So, um, I like that perspective too. Um, you know, enjoy it. Uh, but also give thanks to God, right? Like, God, thanks for these teammates. Thanks for a thanks for a uh, a great environment. Thanks for this ability. Thanks for 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 um, for this success, right? Just having that perspective when when they win. Uh, all right. So now, what about when we lose? Um, how do we glorify God? So, um, questions for you guys. Is it okay for our teams to lose? I mean, some of these are pretty obvious answers, I think. But uh, how should player, players react to a loss? How should coaches react to a loss? So take a couple minutes again and talk about this a little bit, more, right? Thoughts about this? Have you ever learned if you don't fail? Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that, yeah. If you don't give your best effort, and you were the team that was supposed to win, uh -huh. we're pointing out the fact that yeah. this is because you did not give your best effort. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, and then they can respond and think, hey, what should I have done? What can I do in practice? How can I get better? How can our team get better? Um, exactly, right? So, um, yeah, so I think losing, you know, obviously sometimes you're, you're just completely unmatched, right? I mean, you can, you, can, you can work, work, work. You can have a perfectly executed game, whatever. You can still lose. You can really give glory to God in that loss, right? Um, other times, like you mentioned, uh, maybe you shouldn't have lost, right? Uh, so in that case, I would probably say, well, it's not okay that we lost in the sense of we should have won, right? Uh, but then think about, yeah, what what can we do um, to get better? So um, any thoughts on how players should react, how coaches should react? We kind of covered it a little bit, but any other thoughts on that? Uh huh. If you are playing a team that's better than you, yeah. talk about that. Sure. That helps them understand. Yeah. This is going to be a very big competition. Uh huh. A very big. Yes. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, yeah, we'd be wrong to think that losing can't bring glory to God, right? Because we can still bring glory to God um, when we lose. And um, so a, a few just thoughts about this. Um, an error, right? So we say, well, don't be frustrated when you lose. Well, that's, that's not correct. We, we can be frustrated when we lose, right? So when we lose, we can be quick to criticize others, agonize over the defeat, succumb to feelings of shame, become short with coaches, teammates, opponents, fans. Basically, we become irritable, self-absorbed, and discouraged. Uh, it's okay for athletes to be upset personally, but just be careful. It does not cause you to lash out relationally, right? So when kids lose, we do have to make sure they kind of rein that in, right? Um, you know, they're not they're not yelling at teammates and um, getting mad at officials and uh, and things like that, right? They're still um, thinking about how they can glorify God in that situation. Um, Another area of less impact for God when you lose. Uh, so when a Christian athlete wins, people expect him or her to give some credit to God. What culture doesn't expect is for you to acknowledge God even when you lose, right? So we, we hear that on the, maybe on the sports report, whatever, and a professional athlete, a high school athlete, whatever, right? They say glory to God when they win, right? You don't really hear them say glory to God uh, when they lose. Um, you're... Your struggles on the playing field do not minimize your platform for Christ. In fact, it may be even greater following a loss. A loss can be a great opportunity to shatter the cultural expectation. So losing affords us an opportunity to show that our joy in Christ transcends outward circumstances. And so um, I think that's a great thing to think about with our kids, right? I mean, if our kids are classy when they lose, right? If they just put their heart and soul into that game, that competition... And then they get beat, and, and the other team, they're like, hey, you guys played awesome, well done, right? That can really represent your school in Christ um, in a loss, um, you know, in that situation. So, uh, and then things to think about, I think you mentioned back there, look for wins from the loss, right? So what opportunities does losing provide? Just because things didn't work out the way you wanted or expected doesn't mean God isn't up to something good. Ask Him what He's doing and express an openness to join Him in it. Um, and then another thing when they lose, right? Uh, get better, right? So, so it gives them a chance to think, like, what should we do? Um, if it's a team sport, uh, maybe thinking about how as a team do we need to start practicing differently, uh, more intensely, more focused. Uh, it's an individual thing like cross-country swimming, right? Maybe they have to sort of reflect on how have I been training? Have I been training hard enough? 
have I been glorifying God in my training? You know, um, can I be better? Um, and so, so sometimes a loss helps them to realize that, right? Like, man, I got I got to get going here. Um, and then they also can reflect, right, when they lose. Um, so what do you notice about your attitude or actions during the loss? Are you angry or bitter? Do you blame others? Uh, Lucy gives us an opportunity to look in the mirror at our response and see where we need to change. While losing a competition amounts to an earthly loss, it can help with huge spiritual gains. Uh, when something bad happens, you have three choices. You can either let it define you, let it destroy you, or let it strengthen you. I didn't know that was a Dr. Seuss quote, but I guess it is. It doesn't even rhyme, really, does it? Uh, yeah, but have them reflect, right, on losses. Have them reflect on uh, on, uh, on that. And, and like I said, they can have some spiritual gains from a loss, right? I mean, maybe they really learn something uh, from it. Maybe they have to turn back to God and say, God, I don't know what's going on here with this sport. I thought it defined me. It's clearly not defining me. Um, and uh, just... Uh, you know, can maybe help them get some perspective um, when they lose. All right. Um, so, uh, got a couple stories uh, to share with you guys um, on this. So, uh, one of them is uh, uh, I just I just put these are just reminders to myself. One is the language, and uh, so I'm the track coach. So last year. Uh, Bus is pulling up to Constantine High School, public high school. We got a, a track meet there. Um, so I'm the coach. I stand up on the bus for, before all the kids get up. I said, hey, guys, remember that we represent Calvin Christian. We represent Christ in how we act when we're here. All right? And the kids get off the bus, and I follow them to the track. And within one minute of me getting off the bus, a parent from Constantine says, hey, I heard some really inappropriate language from your kids as they were walking <laughs> into the stadium. And I'm thinking, I just talked to them a minute ago, right, about this. Like, it's been a minute. And um, so I gathered a few of them that I was guessing were the culprits, right, and I reiterated, I was like, come on, guys, we got to do better than this. Like, you've got to think about your language. You've got to think about how you're representing your school. Um, so I tell that story just to show you that, I mean, sometimes it doesn't always stick right away, right? And so they need to be reminded um, uh, often sometimes to, uh, you know, to represent your school, represent Christ. Um, uh, another story, Tucker was one of my track runners. Um, last year, he actually uh, was, was an all-stater. He, uh, he got six places at the state finals in the, in the 100. So a really fast kid. And uh, so one of the track meets last spring, Tucker's running the 100. He's got a huge lead. Okay. So the last 10 meters, he looks this way, he looks this way. He does the peace sign with the crowd as he crosses the, the finish line. And um, I saw it, and it just ticked me off, right? Um, and so I went up to him, I was like, Tucker, we cannot be doing that. I said, you got to think about, how does that glorify God, right? That's just trying to put, to make you look cool, right? It's trying to make you, it's, it's making these other kids look, you're trying to make them look worse, you're trying to make yourself look cool and important. Um, I was like, that is not okay um, that we do that. And he says to me, oh, I didn't think it was a big deal. I thought it was funny. Uh, the conversation kind of ended that way. Um, and the next morning at school, he comes up to me and says, hey, I thought about what you said, and I think you were right. Um, and he said, it won't happen again. You know? And then as a coach, I'm just like, yes. Right? Like, he, like he's getting it, right? Um, and it didn't happen again, you know. So that was that was just a cool thing where you can see it's clicking with a kid, um, you know, what you're expecting to do. Um, cross country, I thought this was cool. Just uh, last week, we had our conference championship race, 
and um, so the girls team, you know how it works with cross country. You do your your warm ups and you do some run outs, and then um, my girls always get together and pray and do a cheer things like that before um, the race starts. And so I went out there with them, and uh, you know they circled up to pray, and I just kind of stood on the outside of the circle, just kind of listening to the prayer and praying with them. And, uh, you know, one of the girls says, you know, God, help us to, you know, be able to run tough and, and, and feel strong. And, and then she says, um, and help us be able to give you glory um, no matter what, right? So, again, as a coach, I'm just like, yes, right? Like, they're getting it, right? Um, so it was a pretty cool, um, you know, just kind of coach moment there, um, two of those kids. Um, and then the last one. Um, Dawson and uh, so Dawson is uh, is this guy right here um, <clears throat> so this picture was taken last year we won the league championship um, in cross country we won the regional uh, finals in cross country and um, so we're getting ready for the state finals so state finals week and um on Tuesday of state finals week, Dawson was killed in a car accident. <clears throat> and um, I'm trying not to be too emotional so I can get through the story. But um, yeah, he was killed in a car accident. <clears throat> and so after school on Tuesday, uh, we get together as a, as a cross-country team, the guys and the girls. And, uh, you know, we, we, we prayed and we cried and... Um, and I sent him home that day. I said, no practice today. Um, although some of them went running anyway just to kind of clear their head and, you know, kind of talk to teammates. <clears throat> but, um, so that night I sent an email out and I said, um, to, to, the, to the kids and the parents, and I said, I know that cross-country state finals doesn't feel very important anymore. Um, but uh, we have a responsibility you know, to use our talents um, to glorify God at the state finals. Um, so I said we're going to resume practice on Wednesday, and we're going to keep training, and we're going to race on Saturday. Um, and it was a um, obviously a very difficult day, right? Because um, Dawson would have been there racing with us. <coughs> um, but I'm just I'm I'm proud of the kids. You know, the guys team, the girls team. Um, it was one of those situations where it was very difficult, obviously, um, but they still had that perspective of, um, you know, like, hey, we've got a responsibility here yet to use our talents, um, to go out and race as hard as we could, and uh, yeah, it was, it was just an absolutely crazy day as a coach, right, because there's so many emotions going on and, um, and things like that, but... I just wanted to share that story, too, about, um, yeah, I'm just proud of the way that they had that perspective, um, even after that, after that tragedy. Um, and so, um, one final thing, uh, two, two final things, actually, right? So if we look at this definition, again, giving glory to God means thinking and acting in a way that pleases God and draws attention to who He is. Um, so coaches, right, you have a responsibility to do this, right? So when I was athletic director, I, um, I gave this talk to my coaches, and I said, you, have, you know, it's a responsibility that you guys have, right? Like, you need to do this. So find a way um, to do it and you, with your team, right? Find a way to make sure you're, you're emphasizing this and, um, and, uh, and teaching your kids about this. Um, throughout your season. Um, so one final thing, um, video I really love, it's called Hey Rival. Maybe some of you have seen it. Uh, it's a, so let's just check this out. Hey Rival. Hey Rival. Hey Rival. Before the whistle blows and this all goes down, there's something we should know about. I'm a Christian. As my competitor today, this should put you on alert. For reasons I'll get to, but it probably doesn't, and that's okay. A lot of people, Christians included, have been fed a lie that Christian athletes soft. 
could not be further from the truth that you're about to experience. So whatever you assume about me is, at this point, your business. Here's what I know about you before this whistle blows, because it's been true for me too. I know winning is important to you, but it's not nearly as crucial as what others think about you. The coaches, parents, friends, fans, social media, all their opinions weigh you down. I know that your intensity during competition will rise and fall with how the crowd reacts to you. I know that people who cheer you on now will turn their back on you when you lose, and that will haunt you. I know how much your joy and beauty depends on winning, and that a loss today will disrupt your identity in ways you don't like to think about. Rival, you are weighed down by so many things. Athletes who play free tend to compete better, and you're not free. I don't say any of that to shame you or look down upon you. I say that because all these inner struggles were once, and at times still are, true about me. But some things change. My confidence comes from serving a God who has already given me everything that sport promises but fails to deliver. Identity, affirmation, hope, joy, purpose, respect, and love. I don't have to win today to get any of those things. That's exactly what makes me a beast. Rival, today I'm going to do something in the midst of competition that will change the way you view Christian athletes forever. Today, I will play more free than anyone you have ever competed against because I have no reason to fear failure. Today, I will compete harder than anyone you have ever competed against because I am committed to glorifying God through my intensity, attitude, and the pursuit of excellence. Today, I will win because no matter what the scoreboard reads, I will be bringing everything I have in the entire game. Every play, every break, every head-to-head -head moment. And the second I enter the arena, until we shake hands at the end. Today, my hope is not to humiliate you or destroy you. Yes, I want to win today. Hoping how I play will do something far deeper. I hope it honors you. For the God who created us both. You deserve my best. And you're about to get it. Ready? Alright. I was getting pumped up when I just watched that, man. Just like, let's go, right? So. Uh, so that's really well done. If you just Google Hey Rival on, or, on uh, YouTube, um, then, uh, then you can find that and show it to your kids. So, um, all right, any final thoughts, uh, questions um, before we go? All right, well, good. Thanks all for coming. Feel free to chat with me if you want. So we got a little time. So.